When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What is going on, Belly Up Sports fam? It's Parker Andrews, your favorite history teacher, here with another episode of FN Sports, the podcast where teachers grade sports' biggest issues this summer. Amidst a dozen or so episodes of, quote, summer vacation, we're going to be mixing it up every week. Last week, we shared a never-before-heard pilot episode and got to meet our intern, Kevin. As you may know, I am a teacher and an NBA fan of the Houston Rockets specifically. I guess I'm a glutton for punishment. Anyway, this week we decided to go over some theses and questions with a special graduate student, Colin. Also a Rockets fan, but we may be teaching him something different here in a second. Colin's learning. He got some specific questions about some topics and papers and theses he's looking at. So without further ado, let's jump in with Colin. All right, so we're going to start with our first few gold stars and detentions. My first gold star is going to go to Naomi Osaka for the strength to be like, I have this mental thing going on. I need to take care of myself. You guys don't want me here playing tennis if I have to take care of myself, so I'm not here playing tennis. Yeah. Now, you're a student in an interesting position this week, Colin. You're handing out a gold star into detention. What's your gold star this week? Yeah, that's a good one, by the way. Naomi Osaka uh, absolutely deserves that. My gold star is going to go to Simone Biles for doing another thing in gymnastics that no one's ever done before. Can I tell you what that is? <laughs> no. No, I can't. I can't name it. I can't rattle it off. But I can tell you, no one else has ever done it. And she's the GOAT. Is anybody as good at their thing as Simone Biles is at gymnastics? I think it's going to be a no. It's going to be a hard no. My, my, I don't know what it is. My detention is also going to be in the same Naomi Osaka vein. And that I'm handing out a detention for the Association of Tennis Professionals that was like, you have to do all the things we ask you to do or else you don't get to play tennis. Because it's just silly. If someone had an ankle injury, you wouldn't say you have to run sprints for us or else you don't get to play tennis, right? right. Yeah. They would just be like, no, you don't run extra sprints. And yeah. she's saying, I don't want them to run these extra sprints and you're making her do that or play tennis. Didn't and it's somebody just even silly. also at the Open like also go home like for similar, con- not controversial, but for like in a similar vein, they were like, I'm not playing this either. This isn't- I think the big deal with Naomi Osaka, she's a big name, yeah. right? And so like at an individual sport... Mm-hmm. You just lost one of the biggest individuals. It'd be like right. if, I don't know, and we'll talk about the NBA in a second. 
it'd be like if Tom Brady said, then I'm not playing the NFL playoffs. Well, and even even more so than that, it'd, it'd be like if Mahomes, because you know yeah. you already you, you already get the Brady name like in Serena. Serena's not playing because she doesn't want to play sometimes. She right. just isn't gonna go. But like when it's the, the upcoming name and it's the whole sport depends on the economy around Naomi Osaka. Like as a continued superstar, and she quits. I, I do. That is definitely a big deal. I think I read about more than one name. Is all is all the point I was making. As a student, it's interesting you to hand these handing out detention this week. Yeah, somebody joining me in detention this week. <laughs> joining uh, me. Yeah, joining me in detention this week. <laughs> My detention is going to any person who is rooting for the New York Knicks who expected more out of the New York Knicks and Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> The Knicks were never, were never, it's Tom Thibodeau and it's the Knicks, man. That, that they got to the playoffs at all, that they had any success this year is more than enough. I know the former host of this podcast probably was, was getting, wanted to give more. I will say the times that I listen to this podcast, that dude is not right. Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> that Dang. Dude, that, dude had his, that dude had wrong takes even about his own Knicks. <laughs> Dang. And as, as you didn't a, like the homerism. I, you're, <laughs> you're a resident of New York. Yeah, you didn't, you as, didn't like the big party after no, game even, two? Listen, even as someone who is like sort of having this burgeoning Knicks fandom because you can't live in New York and not love just the spirit around that, them winning game two, that is so fun. It is so fun. But, like, it'll be that much more fun because they weren't supposed to do anything this year. Like, it'll be that much more fun when next season or the season after, or in four seasons when they have a few good players and they have to fire Tom Thibodeau because they're plateauing, that they go even further. It just it wasn't going to happen. It, and it's an unrealistic expectation of Julius Randle taking fall-away 18-footers to get you to the second round of the playoffs against what's apparently, like, a good Hawks team now. Okay, Parker, so the thesis statement for this commercial is James Harden has the best beard in sports. What do you think about that thesis statement? Oh, I give it an A. You know, as a Houston guy, we, we seem to have an affinity for our beards between guys like him, Dallas Keiko, lots of big beards in the Houston area. What do you think about the thesis? So I'm a Jets fan, and I absolutely love the beard that Ryan Fitzpatrick has. So maybe I would give Ryan Fitzpatrick the nod over James Harden. But you're talking to a couple of bearded teachers, and we know a thing or two about making sure that you maintain that mane. So check out the beard struggle. The beard struggle, they make oils, they make balms, they even have have this heated comb to make sure that you get your beard straight so that you're looking fresh. I know I've really enjoyed using the oil they make for my quarantine beard of sorts. It's nice and long these days, but it'll <laughs> keep it nice and healthy and hydrated. And if you're listening to our show, you can use FN Sports 15 and get 15% off your oils, your balms, your shampoos, conditioners, whatever you need to use to keep your beard looking healthy. Absolutely. Check out The Beard Struggle at thebeardstruggle.com. Whether you're just starting to grow or you have a luscious mane already, The Beard Struggle's got all the products that you need. The Beard Struggle. Feast your face. All right. Today for Office Hours, we have a student named Colin. Office Hour. Colin has come up with some questions for the teachers. So, Colin, what's your first question? Yeah, I've got big cues. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think my first question is I know the Bucks lose game one in Brooklyn, even after Harden goes down. But we watch round one, the Bucks completely dominate a Miami Heat team that they got beat by last year. The same team, even. My question is... Are we, even in spite of this first game one loss, watching the Bucks take the leap that we saw the Warriors take in 2015? 
So my question that would be, in 2015, you saw the Warriors get over the hump by playing the Spurs team from the previous two years right. that had beaten them. Right. Would, does that mean that beating this Miami Heat team feels like getting over a said hump, or is there still more humps out there to get over? Well, I, I think that's I think that that's a like a decent a good not a decent obviously a good point with regard to like this Heat team as much as it's the same people was not the same team was not the same the same beast by any means. There's talk to be had about like were were the shooters better in the bubble on the Heat and did that help them in that certainly way? Tyler Hero yeah and, right. the, and then there's even the idea of like as much as we talk about the shortened season affecting the Lakers the shortened season the Heat played just as long of a season right last year and so they had seventy days off as well and you know there's they're tired in the same way they've had just as long of a year two seasons in one year of course would make any team tired like that but the idea that that Warriors team, if you remember, the year before they, I believe, were the sixth seed, and they play a Denver Nuggets team with Andre Iguodala on it in 2014 in round mm-hmm. one that overperformed and gets to this three seed. And it's like, the Nuggets had a great year. Look at them go. And then the Nuggets lose in six to this backcourt that people are like, is this the best backcourt ever, says Mark Jackson, you know? Right. And it's... and. Then the next year, going into the playoffs, it's like the field's wide open, and it just wasn't. The 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 Warriors were that much better than everybody else. It was going to be Steph versus LeBron the whole time, and the Warriors had a a bigger team, like had a had more depth. available, bigger from depth first. Absolutely, and by the time you get to the finals, Kevin Love is out, Kyrie goes down after Game One, and then it's and LeBron. a crucial point. Game yeah, one. and and had an incredible Game One, like one of his good games that doesn't get talked about because he did go down and they did lose that finals. But I just I just think that and then you watch that happen and then the Warriors are able to like run the league in that way, whatever, for the next few years. What we could be seeing here, and really the team that getting over the hump might be beating this stacked Nets team that the Bucks are playing against. But I think that what could be happening with maybe by way of only the inclusion of Drew Holiday instead of Eric Bledsoe, that the Bucks are gaining the powers in some sort of way, are, are moving past the kind of like young jitters of this team could be really great around this one great player in Giannis and become a team that every year we're like, well, the Bucks will probably win. I wonder if the interesting thing in that comparison, if you were going to choose to write on this, Colin, is that if, <laughs> if you looked at this as that Warriors team and like what state, if you're going to assume this team turns into the dynastic type thing at the end, what is the hump? The hump is, in my mind, probably something closer to the team with a two times final MVP, two MVP trophies. Like the, the Brooklyn yeah. Nets they're currently playing feel more hump-like, yeah. and does that mean they have to take a lump this year the way that Kawhi and Timmy and those guys beat up the Warriors? Right. right? Pro- does that play out different? We're like, that Nets team is not going to last forever. Giannis just turned 26. Now, Giannis just turned 26, but every year, Brook Lopez becomes less Brook Lopez. And every year, you... I, I don't know the, the Chris Middleton contract right now, but every year you get closer to having to give Chris Middleton another contract. As much as you can give Giannis the big one... Right, every year you go on, and Drew Holiday is older too, like older than Giannis. Older than Giannis, and as we saw in that last offseason, the Bucks front office, as much as they're doing everything they can to hold on to Giannis, aren't the most competent in the league. They lose, well, and, but they use lose Bogdanovich like after assuming they had him, and this like 
weird transaction thing. And we're recording on a Sunday, you know, go behind the curtain, recording on a Sunday in which Bogdanovich played very well for Atlanta. Yeah. Like, was a, was a, was a complete, like, X factor in, like, a game that we all thought the Sixers should run away with. And, like, Especially because Joel started. Yeah. The, the funny thing to me there is Bogdanovich is not just a three-point shooter, but that was certainly the Bucks' biggest issue in game one. For sure. Was they shot awful. Well, and it's, and it's why I think the question even remains worth asking. The Bucks aren't going to shoot as poorly from three four times in, the, four times in a row in this series. No. It's just not going to happen. They're built in such a way that that isn't going to be the case. The shame is it happened in a game that was not also the Durant 40, the I, the Irving 40. the yeah, right. And like Kyrie getting 40, will pro- if they play enough times, will probably still happen. Right. And that's going to be a hard one to win as well. Right. And even if you say, well, you just put Drew on that, on Kyrie when, when he starts to get hot. First of all, Kyrie's good enough that that might not matter. And second of all, that means as much as you, I like some of the, like Pat Connaughton, he's not covering Harden. They're not, they're not holding no. down. Or Chris Middleton probably covers Harden, but that doesn't, that doesn't matter. I before. thought it was interesting <laughs> the starting lineup that went with was Tucker, Giannis, and Lopez, and then they had Middleton um, and uh, Drew. And the interesting thing to me there was that PJ Tucker is a defensive guy. They put Tucker on Durant to start. Right. He ran out of gas at some point. He's an old man now. He's older now, yeah. It really is kind of showed, too. As much as he should have played more, probably, in the Miami series, there were in that one close game with Miami in game one, everybody was like, why is Tucker not in the game? It, it yeah. just didn't make any sense. But he is he is older, and like they're going to need him if they do get past the Nets. Like, yeah. like as much as it's about to be a kind of dogfight, he's... He, they're going to need him, period, as they, as they I, move forward. I think the other thing that's hurting them, too, as far as like getting over the hump this year to turn into that dynastic team is he's not a star, but he is a starter. Dante DiVincenzo being out is a rotational guard. Like They, they don't have enough guards My to My only argument through. there would be that there's Dante, Dante DiVincenzo's are not a dime a dozen, but you can get another guy who can make shots and run around. I mean, as much like yeah, you just can't sign off the street in the middle of playoffs. No, of course not. That's, that's right. a depth yeah. perspective. And and I mean the the arguments we made probably against the the paper I'm I'm, I'm writing, <laughs> the but or whatever is that like even if the Bucks did win this year, the the NBA is in such a place that like that probably isn't guaranteed that the Bucks even get the one seed next year. As if the Nets get a whole year together, if the Sixers get another year together, if right. the Celtics find some way to retool, you know the the dynasty thing. Every time a, a quote unquote dynasty ends, we have an easy time talking about like it probably won't happen again, and it kind of does out of nowhere here and there. Well, I will say to your credit and to the idea of this paper's credit, of the big dogs remaining. It seems the most sound that it would be Milwaukee. Brooklyn is a short-term thing. Those guys are in their 30s. Right. Two-year contracts on Harden and Durant. You've got Philly. How much longer do you push the Ben and Joel? Well, well, with Maury in in the front office, that's 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 they change up all the time. If 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 that if that flames out in in the way that we saw them today, that really like. If they if they lose to the Hawks in in a short series, someone's fired. Someone's gone. Yeah, not only not probably Doc. If you lose to the to the Hawks in a short series like that, but and then you can say, well, Embiid was not one hundred percent, so it's right. not Embiid's fault. And then suddenly you're talking about 
Ben Simmons, Tybal, like who they guys. already reportedly almost shipped out for Harden, right? Like, yeah, the, right. like theoretically, Someone that could happen. That connected to in, in, in that way. So that the East, I feel like the only team there would, could potentially do this well, so is kind of long term stability. Is Milwaukee? Yeah. Out West, we saw da- again behind the curtain. We're recording on Sunday. Dallas lost today. Something like it's shaken up there. Yeah. Uh, you've got the Clippers, but Kawhi Leonard has a player option, can do what he wants, and then that's still just one year left on the contract. Yeah. Right. Uh, no guarantees on how the Clippers do in round two either. Period. Yeah. You've got the Utah Jazz, which, again, everything just feels shaky with them. No one's trusted them for however long. What As much as the Jazz have a great team, have looked great, have looked really, really good against that Memphis team, whatever, tell me the do- that Donovan Mitchell's going to be on the team in five years. Right. I don't believe it. Like, I, And then you get to Phoenix... And it's Chris Paul as, as old as LeBron. They were in the yeah, McDonald's right. All-American game right. together. Right? Like, so... How does that the, Phoenix team even look with him off of it? Right. How they, and so you get to that point. It's like, of what's left, the Bucks will be the closest to the dynasty thing. Yeah, right. Because they're just going to be together the longest. Right. And, and like, it is interesting, the, the further we get into Giannis's career, the kind of, like, you know, the whole conversation of Giannis when he's up to about the time he's 23, 24, is like, if this guy learns how to shoot, Look out, you know, if he if he gets a, an outside shot. And now he's 26 and rounding into 27, and we're kind of like, he's not going to learn how to shoot. That's not well, <laughs> that's not going to be the thing he does. Yeah. He's more Shaq than he is LeBron, and yeah. that's great. That's, that's yeah. best oh, player darn. in the league kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> Three-time finals MVP, four-times champion. He's yeah. just Shaq. Yeah, he's just yeah. – but, like, like, that is a harder team to build around, of course, than – in some way than LeBron who's like put anybody around me and we can I mean except for in the current season <laughs> but I, I do think it's worth pointing out too that Milwaukee is one of a lot of places that has to build their dynasty of sorts if we're going there through other things than a free agent signing right right they're not the marquee destination that South Beach was no they're not the marquee destination that LA was that the even the Bay Area Brooklyn they're right. not that and as much and as much as I don't get the feeling that Giannis if he wanted to go somewhere else it would strictly be for market size and weather it's not like there are other teams in like these more beautiful nicer you know like more money centric cities that have these great teams right now that he could go to he doesn't really if he was like I'm just like an L.A. guy. Like, I wanted to go play in under the big lights in Los Angeles. He doesn't fit on the league. Well, and he's a, he's a foreign superstar, too, so it's not like, Kawhi, I want to go home. It would, be, it would be surprising, is all I'm saying, if Giannis, in, the next, in this contract that he has now, in the duration of this contract, said, I'd like to be traded. Trade me. I'm your superstar. Send me where I want to go. Things got to be blowing up. The same way yeah. that... Durant signing with Golden State before he signed Golden State it was the small market hometown he's a quiet guy like though the only thought of him leaving Oklahoma City was like does he go to Washington to play for his hometown team right in 2014 that was the talk Jesus that was that was so stupid he was never (laughs) playing for the Wizards and like and like there are ways in which that could happen if they if they lose this year and hold on to Budenholzer and, and then lose next year and then keep losing with Budenholzer and have this clear allegiance to that man over trying something new with this like generational superstar talent who's built like an Adonis. Yeah, then you need to move on. Then then yeah. that would be enough to me if I were Giannis to say like, okay, then send me somewhere else where they're willing to turn over ship 
when it's not working. Well, and and that might be the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Colin. I hear you've got another question for Office Hours. What you got? So, Max Kellerman this week this week tweets about the NBA must be quietly furious. I'm not quoting him directly, but he must be quietly furious with the teams left in the playoffs after the Lakers go down, and even frankly after the Knicks go down. Do we think that they are? Do we think that there's any that that theory holds any water? Well, so you've got the Lakers go down, the Warriors lost in the play-in, Miami's out, the Knicks are out. So I guess my question to you would be, if this is the one you want to pursue, why are the Clippers in Brooklyn different? Well, that's a, that's a good question. The Clippers, I do we believe in the Clippers at all? Do we believe that the Clippers, <laughs> do we, as much as I like Luka and that Mavericks team is maybe better than we expected, and like... Luca might be that kind of special playoff performer that we like get to Played see. Well, in every game he plays, he's, so far. he's so fun and like he. I guess he has that one game in get that closeout game in game six. Where he was gassed. Where he was gassed and Kawhi took him to town. Like like it was it was. Yeah. Kawhi was the adult in the room. You know, it was it was just a. <laughs> to different... be fair, Luca can barely legally drink. He well, really, that's really... <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying. Like it's just it's a different. Kawhi's doing a thing of like I've been here before and this is what's gonna happen and you can stay you know <laughs> but even at the same time like do we think that the Clippers are capable of doing what they have the ability to do do we do we think that they are capable Clippers get the Jazz in round two and as much as I'm someone who subscribed to the belief that like. The best player on the floor usually determines the series. It's why, you know, LeBron usually wins, except for something like this year. If Kawhi is the best player on the floor, do we really think that they're better than the Jazz? Do we think, I mean, I don't know that I do. I don't know that I do think that. As much as I don't like the Jazz, and as much as I don't really care for watching the Jazz move forward, to Max Kellerman's point, do we think that the Clippers are even capable of beating the Jazz? And Brooklyn, if Brooklyn was the other team you said. Why? Why is Brooklyn? Yeah, they're the same. Mar- I mean, they're a borough over, but they're. And you used to talk about New York being a big market out. I live in Brooklyn. I can tell you, no one cares about the Nets. <laughs> they just don't. Like they. It, what's What's fun about that is that people in Brooklyn like Kyrie Irving. They're wearing Kyrie stuff as much as they're wearing Brooklyn stuff. Which wild because he's the third on the big three. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I guess that's right. Harden is just the latest addition. I guess that but, yeah. him. Yeah. But. People don't people don't care for the Nets. They just don't care to watch them. The there's same, no there's no excitement about that. Look at how good the Nets are. The same way that the Knicks had all year. No, the Knicks win one game in the playoffs, and there's nearly a riot in Midtown. The Nets are comfortably in round two, dropping 120 points on the best defense in the league, and and everyone's shrugging. No one cares. <laughs> so if that's the case, then I see a lot of really good basketball teams left. And I wonder, why is it then that the NBA would have a problem with good basketball teams left? In a world where you've got League Pass, you've got the internet, stars are marketing themselves. It's not like these teams don't have all-stars and don't have big names. Giannis is in Milwaukee. Already won the MVP twice. Already won the MVP twice. Phoenix has Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Again, Booker is the same guy who gave you 70 points a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Utah, as much we want to poop on Salt Lake City... Like, Donovan Mitchell is from, you know, Westchester County in New York, 
went to Louisville Basketball Powerhouse, a big Adidas brand sneaker. Like, they are big names in these smaller markets. Mm-hmm. There are, there are for sure, and it's just the, the idea that the NBA, for whatever reason, has, like, forgotten how to sell other stories besides, like, LeBron James versus who. And, and like, and, and at this point, they should be selling, like, Chris Paul has a real chance to make the finals for the, the first, first time, time ever. Said you could you know you and I both are sitting in here being like well the second time that he had a real chance to make the in twenty eighteen he got hurt right but he <laughs> but did not make the finals no so he's but he did and and but this is a real chance you know and especially if the Clippers go out that's right. that's a whole other I would take the Suns over the Jazz for sure personally or you you're selling you know Gobert. Cause the NBA to take the coronavirus seriously. He wins. He wins the next year. And then he goes to the final. He could go to the finals the next year. Like these are these are sellable things. Daryl Morey first year at the Sixers and and Joel Embiid had an incredible season. And the process. We're, we the, haven't even we literally haven't talked about Nikola Jokic yet, who is going to win the MVP. Who is going to win the MVP and who was unbelievable in the first round. Yeah. Was. And every bit as good as Damian Lillard in the first round. He had a pass in the clutch part of that double overtime game on top of that Damian Lillard had 55 or whatever. He had a cross court. He's backing down in the post. Someone cuts. He goes left hand over his shoulder, past the cutter to this, Michael Porter this, Jr. In yeah, the this touch pass to MPJ in the corner where he's waving Gordon. He's standing in, waiting for the double team, pointing at Gordon, saying, cut. go, run, because he is doing a kind of Tom Brady reading the defense, of as soon as he does that, Covington has to come forward. And I would love for someone to dive into the physics of how you have to throw that pass in such a slow arc to make Covington think he can get to the ball, and miss. jump for it, miss, and fall trying to get to MPJ in the The fall is a bonus. <laughs> but it was... It's the kind of thing it's where stunning. It, hitting the dartboard's impressive and he hit the bullseye. Right? Yeah, like, like right. it just, no, just crazy. It, yeah, from with his eyes closed, blindfolded from far away. It, I mean, like, after turning around three times. Nikola Jokic was every bit as good as Damian Lillard in that series. And all year he's named MVP. And is worth selling in the way that they could. So is the real question here, and the elephant in the room when Max Fleming tweets this, or when you ask this question... Or whatever, that eventually there will not be Steph Curry or LeBron James. Right. The same way there was going to eventually not be Michael Jordan. So we latched on to a sixteen-year-old kid from Akron and gave him the cover of Sports Illustrated. Well, and we we went to Kobe first, even kind of like right. It was Kobe, Iverson, Yao, yeah, LeBron, right, and then LeBron went bigger than all of them, right. And and even the NBA in some way probably over the last five years is like thanking God Steph Curry came through in the way that he did. That LeBron right. has this kind of foe in the way that he did. Because he never got to play Kobe in the finals. Right. Oh my God. I do think about that still sometimes. But I mean to that point, even if they're selling, you know, the Clippers or Brooklyn, that isn't the same thing as selling the Lakers or the Knicks. It just isn't. Like like as much as you we can talk about them, so they're in the but same they sold, markets. They sold LeBron in Cleveland. Because LeBron was the biggest name in the world, like the tenth, like in the top ten names in the world in sports. So that's what I'm saying, though, is is the deal that if LeBron can sell Cleveland, mm-hmm. Cleveland, Ohio, mm-hmm. why can't? I'm also I'm also the only one in this room that spent time in Ohio for, <laughs> for the record. <laughs> is it is it worth asking then why can't Durant sell Brooklyn? Why can't 
Giannis on Milwaukee. What like right? Why if if you can sell it with LeBron James in Cleveland, Ohio? Why can't you sell Devin Booker in Phoenix? Well, there's. I mean, I think there's the arguments we made, and it's not the the the. It's not my argument. It's not the first. I'm not the first one to say this. The the NBA needs to be forced into it in some way, and that means LeBron <laughs> needs to be out of the league some at some point soon, sooner rather, than, and he should finish sooner rather than later. He's, I I as much as anybody else after he wins the fourth championship last season in the bubble was thinking to myself, like, he could get to six. The Lakers stay healthy next year. Anthony Davis is that good next they year. They weren't, but if he had. But but if but if they had, they and they were that good up until up until those first injuries. Da- first but, Davis injury. Yeah, it was it was they were far and away the best team in the league. They had the best offseason. They completely revamped the roster. They looked great. They looked really, really and good. And then they didn't. And then but they that's, did that's not here. But it's, but no, but it but it's I as much as I am someone who likes LeBron and saw that after the fourth ring of like, well, LeBron could get to six, and then at least that could stop. This discussion of, you know, well, LeBron, the numbers part of it could stop, about the rings part of it could stop, about who's the best ever, whatever. Right. But at some point, the league needs to be forced into trying to sell other things because the other things are worth selling. The other things are interesting. And, like, the other part of Max Kellerman's tweet is that, like, the teams left are really good. The teams left are playing yeah. really good basketball. Like, it's really fun and really... There's a lot of threes, which is... The, the NBA does need to change that. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how they do Well, you and I both like dunks. Well, well, we both like dunks, whatever. That's, like, the second most done shot. It's, at some point, when it's five possessions straight for both teams coming down, shooting a three in the first ten seconds of the shot clock, that actually is bad for the game. But that's that isn't part of the conversation necessarily. I don't know how they change that. But there is stuff worth being sold left, and I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. They should. I don't know how they do it. Though. Clearly, they need to get a complete. I mean, they're trying to do it with Luca. They need to get right. the young guy and go with right. it. And Luca hadn't gone over the hump yet. No. Right. We talked about we talked about earlier about teams getting over the hump. Right. They want it to be Luca. Well, at least the media around the NBA does. The, <laughs> Whether the, Silver cares or not. The, yeah, right. The NBA, the media around the NBA going into the season saying, I think Luka Doncic could win MVP, as if that's a normal thing to expect from a 23-year-old, regardless of how good they are. Yeah. It's a completely unrealistic well, expectation. Well, and there's some desire for it to be a Zion Williamson. Sure. But he didn't make the playoffs. No. And that he's, and he's not going to in New Orleans. That. That's something big has changed there for yeah, sure. Absolutely. How and many different teams do I think should go to Seattle? Is that my next question that I'm asking <laughs> office hour? How many different teams do I think between New Orleans and Minnesota and New Orleans hadn't had a team that the, long. And the LA Clippers after they lose in the playoffs, do I think should move to Seattle, Washington? <laughs> All right. Tough student that Colin is. And we have another question. I think I've been fine, personally. <laughs> so, we talk about Luca. Luca's incredible. Had another, honestly, really incredible series. Reminiscent a little bit of LeBron playing better teams in his first few bouts in the playoffs. But, as much as we talk about Luca and being the steal that he was at the fifth pick, technically, in, the, in his draft, uh, Trey Young just made the second round of the playoffs before him. DeAndre, Ma- DeAndre Aiden just made the second round of the playoffs before him. 
what are we supposed to make of this? The next great can't make the second round of the playoffs before DeAndre Ayton's in the West. Trey Young is in the East, sure. DeAndre Ayton's in the West. He made the second round. So I think the interesting thing there is what's notable about Trey Young, and we'll talk about DeAndre Ayton a little bit different. He's in a different role, but did you expect the Hawks? Before you saw the matchup, before, if I had told you back in December... The Hawks are one of the four best teams in the Eastern Conference. You would have said what? No, I mean, I would have said no, of course. Whereas if I had told you that a Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis, everyone's healthy Mavs team is not one of the four best teams, and the Lakers are not. Yeah, right. That, that I would have, of course, been... The, so does expectation happy. shape how we look at this? Well, there's expectation to it, sure. The, the difference maybe even is that, like, as much as there's expectation to it, Trey Young is doing everything Luka Doncic is doing as far as carrying your team, and then some. That whole team doesn't work if, if even if it's not a Trey Young type, even if it's someone worse <laughs> than Trey Young running yeah. that team, that team doesn't run the same way. And the team does have like a legitimately high-powered offense. There's lots of good offensive players on that team. They're just they are very able to score between Bogdanovich and Danilo, and you and I both. Probably, I hope, still like Capella. Like, I, I, right. was, I was one who was like, I don't understand why we would get rid of Capella to just officially make it Russell Westbrook's team at that point. That's an older podcast, probably. But, <laughs> but the, I mean, the idea of, of like, Trey Young is doing everything. He's, he's, the whole, he's the whole team. And he's being a shithead while he's doing it. It rocks. It's, <laughs> it's a ton of, as much as my beloved, my precious Knicks. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's so fun, you know? And in the, fun in the same ways that Luca's fun. Fun in the same ways that it's like... Well, so is that... Why does this have to be adversarial? Like, they're always... Because they're going to... Because they're, they're intrinsically... They're, 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 right. they're, it's star-crossed. It's, also, Cam Reddish is getting off easy here because the pick that was tied to Trey Young in the trade ended up becoming Cam Reddish, who has kind of been disappointing. Well, yeah, but so is we don't talk about disappointment. You know who made the playoffs before before Zion Williamson? It's R.J. Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. I mean, as long as we're talking about so, disappointment, already talking about disappointments. The other part of this is is that I've always been heavy on when, when you're counting championships, counting playoffs. This count winning in my eyes has always been this team stat. If the only reason you can tell me that Michael Jordan was so great is because his team won six times. Right. I feel like that's kind of lazy because he was really, really freaking good. Right. No, that is, that is the fun part about <laughs> like, that. It's like, it's like you lit, pick, pick a number. There's, there's plenty of them. You, just, you can pick a number to say why he's better <laughs> than anybody else you want to say, but you can, you can just pick one of those instead of, well, six. Like six, you know, of course he's said. Well, and so that's why, like, I don't weigh the fact that, like, yeah, LeBron James has lost in the NBA Finals a lot of times. I've seen so many basketball games where he's doing stuff no one else could do. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, he's really good at basketball. And I think that's also why I'm partial to a guy like, I mean, obviously we're both fans. James Harden. James Harden has not won the NBA Finals. No. I've seen James Harden do crazy things on no, the basketball yeah, floor. Yeah. And I'm like, that's nuts. No, and, and it's and it's as he's he makes that Nets team honestly really fun, like cohesive like in a way that the other right. two guys don't and makes them really fun to watch. It's a it's a whole other thing. So if you take winning as a team thing, do you really feel like there's an edge to Trey or DeAndre Ayton in the Luka Doncic thing? Because Luka just had forty six and fourteen today. Jeez, yeah. 
in a game seven. I didn't win. He had 46 and 14 on the you road. Right. You can't actually ask more of Luka. I don't, I, don't mean to, I don't mean to bring forward, like, I, am I asking too much of Luka Doncic? I would never ask him for anything. Uh, but but I, I mean, I think, the, I think that these things are kind of, you know, intrinsically connected in the way we talk about what, what we were just talking about, about how the idea of people going into the season, like, Luka, Luka could win the MVP. And the expectations on Luca are, I think, I think are, are at risk of always being completely unrealistic. Or, <laughs> I mean, the Mavericks don't have the resources that uh, other teams have had. Like, like as, like as much as they. So what you're saying is Luca's a Laker. <laughs> well, I'm not saying. Well, <laughs> we'll put him on the clock. You know, like, I'm saying Luca's a Nick. <laughs> I'm saying Luca's a. A, a Brooklyn net. No, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I think that the idea. <laughs> I don't know. I think that it's an interesting argument to put forward, and maybe the end of the argument is just like we should expect a lot less of the NBA players under twenty five in in the league. Like like as much as I think I think the end of the argument probably again unfortunately has something to do with LeBron and that like he has warped our sense of what our expectations should be of right. young basketball players. When LeBron makes it to the finals at 23 years old, with a bunch of and I I, I don't mean to dismiss these guys bums yeah right like no. for, for an NBA Finals team yeah and and like gets through a good Eastern Conference on the way there we yeah. we start to expect like well the next great young basketball player should be capable of the same things that the last great young basketball player was in the same way. Kobe's going through the Western Conference at 21. Right. I know? don't think they're. I don't think they're. And they're, they're, they're and they're just players. not that because this crop of NBA talent that's in its you know final act is still that good. Is still Durant, Harden, LeBron. You know, like these guys. As much as they're on their way out, like and Harden more so, less so than other people like Chris Paul or like. So what I'm hearing is that the millennials are holding on. Well, the yeah, millennials yes, are screwing yes, us up. Yeah, the millennials are <laughs> killing, are destroying the basketball industry. No, I just, I mean, like, I think that there's a decent point to be made about, like, when we say Luka could win the MVP this year, what we're saying is, like, a 22-year-old could be the best basketball player in the world this year. And, like, no, he probably couldn't. As much as, as, much as someone like Kevin Durant has this incredible career before he ever gets to Golden State, he also doesn't get to the finals and, like, win until he does go to Golden State, until he is 29, 30 years old, you know? Right. These, like, it will be that much cooler, and think about how good Luka, Trey, DeAndre, Aiden, Zion, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox... <laughs> are gonna be at thirty years old, and they're gonna battle across the Brooklyn Bridge one another. That's right, yeah, with, with um, one sword in hand. I just mean, I just mean like we we have waited for other players to turn twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty, thirty one, and been like that is when their prime is going to be, and we aren't waiting on that with this young crop for whatever reason, including Giannis, including young people. Like meanwhile, that. the crop, the millennium crop, in a non joking fashion, just ahead of them. Like you're saying, it's not done. Chris Paul is not done. They're not done. LeBron yeah. James is it's not done. Careers Anthony, are lasting longer than they ever Anthony had Davis, in many ways, is more of the older class because he entered the league so young. Yeah. And he's not done. No. And and that, yeah, I mean, that's a whole other 
what does that team look like when it's just Anthony Davis and he's playing 20 games a year? And LeBron James. And there's Jr. no LeBron. Well, oh. well LeBron and James, that's right. Bronny yeah. James and Luka Doncic, apparently. Um, <laughs> no, I have not claimed that. So, so I think the difference in Luka and Trey is the expectation. Because the truth is, if you put zero expectations, they're both playing phenomenal. Out of this world, yeah. And no one would have any problems with that Dallas team getting out into seven games to the Clippers. Right. Again, like Again. like yeah, like like is like the overpowered Clippers team that should be beating a Mavericks team with one player on it. And you're going to these expectations being just so out of whack. They're out of whack for the entire younger class of players from Giannis down. It it's Giannis losing in the playoffs to the Heat last year actually is pretty explainable when you consider Spolstra, Jimmy Butler, Bubble, like, like, right, and frankly, Budenholzer, like, they, they, they need a, a big change in that way there. Or when you move on down, like, bringing Zion into the bubble last season is an example of this. Like, like, is being like, well, Zion is that good, and if the and if the Pelicans win six of their eight bubble games and they're in the playoffs, they're not that good yet. They're just not. Yeah. It's, they're exciting and fun, and they're trying to sell the league with those people. Maybe. Well, we had mentioned John Morant, who's kind of right. having success ahead of schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, right? Absolutely. His expectations are not as high as Zion. Yeah, absolutely. Whether fair or unfair. Yeah. And he's doing great. And he gets to kind of hide in Memphis. And everyone loves yeah. it. Like yeah. It's like, look how much fun that was yeah. with right. him. Yeah, and it, exactly. Because we're... We don't even watch Memphis. People don't even care. Oh, I like Dylan Brooks a lot. I watch. I watch Memphis. <laughs> I'm saying, but like, yeah, but I'm saying again, the, the league isn't selling Memphis. Yeah. They're selling. How did we go this whole time without talking about John Morant? Like, like there's, you know, they're trying to sell. Look how high Zion can jump, and like it's pretty high. But, <laughs> but it's, but it's, you know, it's also the expectations around. It's exactly the expectations around Jar are as high as they are for anybody else. I don't know. Good for Trey Young is all I'm saying. Good for Trey. Good for Capella. Good for John Collins. Yeah, right. John Collins, who's probably a Nick next year. <laughs> Someone's about to pay him a lot of money. Yeah, it probably it's you know it probably is. It's probably the Rockets. I mean, I wouldn't be upset about it. No, but are they going to have any money if they're giving it all to John Wall? <laughs> Friends, that is another edition of F and Sports. Do you think Collins is about to move on from the Rockets or not? Do you feel like you might learn a little bit about basketball? If you're a basketball fan, be sure to check out our work at Belly Up Sports every week with the Midweek Mid-Range. Every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock Eastern, catch Belly Up Sports basketball crew breaking down the latest in all things basketball. It's Wednesday nights on YouTube and Twitter at Midweek Mid-Range. And if you miss the show, you can always pull up to our YouTube channel and watch past episodes by searching the Midweek Mid-Range and finding our podcast and our entire catalog. Don't be afraid to pull up. Thanks for another great week on the show. You can follow all things FN Sports at FN Sports 2 on Twitter. That's at F-I-N-S-P-O-R-T-S, the number two, all one word on Twitter. And it's at F underscore N underscore sports on Instagram. As for me, you can find my personal stuff at Painsworth512 on Instagram and Twitter. That's at P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H-512 on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for coming by after class to another episode of FN Sports. Please remember, when it comes to sports, don't flunk with us. Later, guys.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.